Welcome to Real Estate Agent Superstars. We have a special guest today, Monica Arnett of Highline Real Estate. And she is going to talk to us today about her experience with starting her own brokerage in the business. And I'm your host, RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending. And I wanted to encourage you that if you find value in this interview and you enjoy it, please share it with your friends, with your fellow uh, professionals in the real estate business. That's how the word gets out about the podcast. So let's get right into it. Monica, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, you're welcome. Great to have you. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get started in real estate? How long you've been doing this? Um, well, I've kind of always been interested in real estate as a kid, like my dad and I would go to, you know, new construction, model homes, open houses, and just kind of always loved it. Pick up like real estate magazines on road trips, like trying to guess how much all the houses would be and just kind of mm -hmm. always, it's always been a part of me. Um, back in like 2003, I went to real estate school and I lived in Phoenix, um, but I was young and dumb is how I like to say it and um, <laughs> never really followed through um, with yeah. it. But then, um, 10 years ago, I moved to Colorado and it just seemed like the perfect time. It was kind of a fresh start. I had just sold a business in Arizona. So needed something new and was like, all right, this is the time I'm going to jump into it. Um, so I did and yeah, mm -hmm. so it's been, it'll be 10 years in March, um, that I've officially been licensed. All right. Officially a decade. That's yes. great. Yes, yes, I know. Yeah. I made it through, uh, you know, all those rough years and kind of came into it when things were on the up and up. So good yeah, time my part. good time to get involved. A little bit different market now, but yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but so it's good. You... I've seen both. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Seen, seen all types. Um, so you decided recently to start your own brokerage. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. So last spring, um, you know, when things were still super crazy, um, I was just kind of feeling really overwhelmed, just felt like I was kind of spinning my wheels. I was working for like a big corporate company where it was just like pumping me full of like leads that a lot of them weren't going anywhere. And it was just, um, I wasn't having any time for myself or for my family. I've got kids um, and mm. just kind of knew something needed to change, something, something had to give. So I kind of started looking into, you know, what other options were out there. I was primarily with the same company for you know, like nine years. Um, so just kind of started to dabble in what else is out there. Um, and actually, uh, one of my favorite title reps had kind of reached out to me and was like, hey, do you want to get some coffee? And I was like, sure. And he started telling me about how he opened up his own title company, which was kind of mind blowing oh, wow. at the time. I was like, wow, I never really thought about that. Um, but after we left, I was kind of like, if he can open up a title company, like, you know, maybe it's a good idea. You know, maybe I can open up my own brokerage kind of why not? Nothing else really seemed to be the right fit for me and for what I was looking for. Um, so I just kind of decided that I'd, you know, go at it on my own. Okay. So, awesome. Yeah. So you said something interesting there, and I want to hear more about your trials and tribulations with starting the brokerage, things you've learned, things you can share with, with us. But 
Um, tell me about your comment about you had all these leads coming in and they weren't, didn't seem to be going anywhere. What was that like? I mean, yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of the, kind of just the way it goes. It would be people wanted to see a house and they'd, you know, just schedule a tour and they may or may not actually be serious buyers or they may already actually been working with somebody, but their agent wasn't available or it was just a lot of stuff that, you know, or people would just ghost you. You know, they, you go out mm -hmm. with them one time and then you'd never hear from them again. And, you know, you kind of get a little numb to it, but after a while, um, it's when you're following, trying to follow up a lot of these people that aren't going anywhere, you're kind of dropping off on the people that are really good and, you know, do really want your help. And um, it just kind of got to be too much. I'd been doing that for five years and, um, just kind of really wanted to be able yeah. to serve my clients better. I wanted to be able to work with people that actually want to work with me um, and um, didn't want to feel like I was hounding anybody or chasing anybody um, and started towards the end of my career there was mainly working with people that were I'd worked with before or that were referrals. Um, so I didn't necessarily mm -hmm. need that big lead generation anymore. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear this time and again, and I've experienced it myself. I started in the lending business calling leads and it was just, it was a lot of work for just a little bit of business and it got, it got really frustrating. So yeah, I hear what definitely. you're saying. Yeah. And there's a lot of other better and more productive ways to bring in business in my opinion. Um, but uh, tell us a little bit more then about how you came to the conclusion that opening your own brokerage was the right move? Did you do some research ahead of time or how did you figure all that out? A little bit. Um, yeah, just kind of having that conversation with my title guy, just kind of got the wheels spinning a little bit and kind of looked into, you know, what kind of experience, you know, was required, what the licensing was like, if it was going to be, you know, this huge drawn out process. But I kind of discovered along the way that it really, if you have the experience, isn't too complicated to upgrade your license. Um, you take another class. I think it was a 40 hour class. Um, I did it all online and then, you know, it's you got to put in all your, you know, your systems, you got to make sure you're taking care of your own insurance and setting up LLCs and, or whatever you want mm -hmm. with the state and kind of a lot of those like little nitpicky, you got to go down the checklist and make sure you've got everything done and finding accountants and doing, um, you know, all that kind of backend work that I didn't really need to do before, um, but I'm a pretty, um, I like my checklists and things like that. So for me, it was mm -hmm. um, fairly straightforward. Just go down the list and to actually get it established. Um, yeah, so really wasn't as complicated as I thought. It was fairly time consuming because you have to take your class and you have to wait for everything to process and things like that. So it probably was about a three-ish month, two to three month process from start to finish. Once I like committed and was like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do mm -hmm. um, to get everything all up and running. But um, yeah, so it wasn't, wasn't too bad. Okay, so you mentioned the 40 hour class you had to take. How many additional hours did you have to put in, would you say, to, to set up all the stuff before you actually wrote able to open the doors um probably oh gosh um 
I don't know, I probably spent maybe, I would say 15 to 20 hours a week for the next uh, six weeks-ish or so. A lot of that is okay. coming up with names and, you know, logos and all those kinds of things too, which um, some people might be a lot uh, more certain about. I kind of tend to overanalyze and analyze and overanalyze again. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So sometimes <laughs> analysis paralysis kind of thing. Right. Sometimes decisions make it a little bit tough, but yeah. So I just kind of tried to fit it in there while I was still working with my, you know, previous clients and, um, but yeah, I probably, yeah, 10 to 15, maybe, I don't even know if I'd say 20 hours a week. Okay. Not too so, bad. Then. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't really too overwhelming. Okay. And this is kind of getting into some, some more specifics, but what, like, is it costly to do it or did you spend a lot or? Not, too, Not too much. No, I probably all in all really, I mean, even with my, I would say my business startup expense with the money that I put into my business account, I probably spent less than $5,000. So um, it really wasn't too bad. The classes was a couple hundred dollars, um, you know, and then you pay minimal for the state, um, you know, but, you know, insurance and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm upfront, but yeah, but really as far as starting a business goes, probably one of the lowest, you know, barriers to entry really wasn't too bad. Yeah. Nice. So looking back on what you learned on the setup phase, what's a couple tips of advice you'd give other agents that are thinking about this? What would you say to them so they don't make the same mistakes? Um, I would say I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's do your research, really. Um, there's some great, um, some local attorneys that have templates for a lot of the stuff, your brokerage agreements and things like okay. that, which will uh-huh. save you a lot of money in the long run. I had talked to one who wanted to kind of start from scratch and it was going to cost me thousands of dollars where another one had a pre-made template that I just kind of filled in my blanks for what I wanted. And it was a couple hundred bucks. Um, oh, so. Nice. Um, that was a big time saver, time saver and money saver at that. Um, but yeah, I think it's kind of do your research, figure out what you want from it and just dive in. I mean, like I said, it wasn't like I poured my entire life savings into this, um, and something you want to do, just do it, go for it. Okay, nice. So, so Highline Real Estate was the name you yes. came up with. How did you arrive at that name? So I am a big um, volleyball player. Um, and high, the High Line is a specific shot that you take. Um, it's kind of a okay. very skilled shot. Um, I always like to say I'm only 5'2", so I'm not like a big, a big hitter, but I can hit that skilled shot and it's just as efficient, it's just as effective, it still gets you the point. Um, so it's kind of like, hey, you know what, I might not be like the big hitter in the real estate game, but mm-hmm. I've got the experience and the skills, and it's just as effective to get you where you want to go. So kind yeah. of a play on the volleyball, play on the skills, um, you know, and then for local, you know, the Highline Canal is kind of, you know, very prominent. So people are just kind of already familiar with that name so just kind of run with it okay 
Awesome. Do you get yeah. a good amount of business? Do you participate in volleyball leagues and do you get yeah. business from that source? Yes, it's a it's a great community. Um, yes, that has served me well for sure. Very nice. Very nice. So you've yeah. been you've been at it for six months or so now, I think. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So what what have you what did you do initially? You opened your doors and day one, what's what was your plan? Um just kind of to make sure that I'm staying in touch and um you know, letting everybody know what I'm doing is a big change um, for me. Everybody knew me from where I was. So, mm -hmm. and just kind of putting it out there like, hey, I'm going out on my own and I hope you, you know, looking for your support or whatever. Um, and yeah, just kind of was also looking forward to having a little bit of a breather <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> after after so many years of just grinding, 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 it was just yeah. like, all right. And now, you know, and I, I have more time to, you know, do, you know, put more thought and effort into my clients and, um, you know, how I want to build those relationships and make the experience better for them and for me. Um, mm -hmm. So, cause that was something that it was just, it was almost like turning into factory. And it was just, oh yeah, it didn't have time to put that yeah. like personalization really on there. And um, I was really lacking that. And so kind of trying mm -hmm. to do, trying to do more of that, but yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, so did you have any people that didn't like that you started your own thing or was it generally positive or how did people react? Yeah, generally positive. There was a few people that kind of really felt like they wanted the bigger name backing behind it but it's like I understand uh -huh. like you know I'm just kind of like if it doesn't work out I'm here for you um you know whether it's yeah. now or down the road um and but for the most part yeah it was great you know like I my very first listing was somebody that bothered me previous and they're like you know what they're like I want you I'm not looking for the company mm -hmm. like I'm I'm here to work with you and um and it was kind of right you know, it was when the market was kind of already shifted, but we got her under contract, like on, she was selling her house to move out of state and mm -hmm. got her under contract right away. And um, she had nothing but great things to say, which is always a blessing, especially when you're yeah. kind of starting a new venture. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. So you, so you went into this, this new phase of being able to develop a better client experience and how you wanted it to look. So Tell me more about that. How does, what does your client experience look like? What have you been doing to set the infrastructure up for that? Um, just still working on it, uh, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> That's all right. Um, what, do, well, what do you, here's a, maybe a better question. What are you envisioning as being the client experience or what's going to set Highline apart? Um, I think it's just going to be just the true support and knowing that I'm always there for them, no matter what they need, that no questions are too silly or whatever to ask, that um, that they truly feel like I'm there for them 100%. I mean, I was before, but sometimes it would be like, well, I need to get back to you. I need to get back to you. Or things mm -hmm. would, um, you know, go on the back burner a little bit, but um, just just knowing that I'm all in. It's me. Yeah. It's, I'm all in. Um, they're not going to get passed around to anybody else. Um, 
you know, to even to look at houses or for anything else, it's going to be me and I'm here for them the whole time. Awesome. And are you focusing then on your sphere? Is that your, or your past client database? Is that your, your main um, focus? Mostly also um, trying to get into um, working more with first time home buyers. Um, one of my passions is education and educating. Um, mm -hmm. I love helping out first time home buyers and walking them through houses and telling them what they should be looking for and what, you know, what is a big deal and what might not be as big of a deal. Um, and just, you know, helping that whole thing out. I'm actually in the process of writing an ebook for specifically for first time home buyers. So they understand what they're getting into, um, answering, you know, loads and loads of questions. Um, I want people to feel empowered. I want people to understand, you know, the ins and outs. Um, the first time I bought a house, I had no idea what was going on. I don't remember anything about the process. Um, it turned out to not be a great situation. Um, and I, I, I don't want that for anybody else. I want people to feel really good about their purchase to, you know, to feel empowered. That it's a big deal. It's a big, it's a huge life step. Um, Absolutely. By your first house. And yeah. I don't want anybody having regrets because they didn't know or they weren't sure about something. So yeah, that's kind of my my big thing. That's awesome. So if I heard you right, we've we have you on this podcast before you're a famous author. Is that right? <laughs> well, we'll <laughs> see. Writing a book. In the process, in the process, pretty early on in the process, but okay, okay, it's there. It's it's started. I have uh, typed up quite a bit. Like the preface is done, and you need yes. To well, then my interest started getting way too long. My like, wait a minute. Okay, well, uh, let's let's move on. <laughs> Nobody really wants to hear about that, but um, yeah, no, I'd say I'd probably about three chapters in. Nice. That's so. you know that's a great that's a really smart thing to do. I mean when you have a book, you know, whether it's even something is, you know, there's other first time homebuyer books out there. So it's not necessarily unique per se, but being an author of your own book is a, a great, uh, it's a credibility thing. And it's, that's a great thing to have in your back pocket. Yeah. I mean, my original thought, and maybe it will still happen down the line is I kind of wanted to start a YouTube channel. Um, but mm -hmm. realized that, um, I don't love video. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe that'll change, but, um, but writing, it comes a little bit more naturally to me when I, yeah. So I thought yeah. it would be a good idea. And then maybe once I get that established, I can just take those and then transfer it once I get the guts <laughs> to dive go. in. There you go. All that. Well, so. people are going to want to work with the expert. And since you wrote the book about buying a home, you know, you're the expert. So that's my thought. <laughs> what, a, what a great, uh, that's a great strategy. I've been, I thought about doing that myself and I just haven't put it together. So I love that. And I, I respect that you're doing it because, oh. you know, one of the biggest things I see with top producers is they take initiative and they make things happen. There's so many ideas out there of things to do. And I just, I get this sense that you have a lot of clarity right now with your business. Maybe you don't think that, but it seems like, or it's more simplified, I guess. Yes. And, um, 
I love that you're taking that initiative and doing things. Cause if you, out of the 500 ideas on how to build your business that are out there, if you try to do all 500, you're never going to make it happen. And so many people just go from idea to idea to idea, and they never really give it a chance to come to fruition. So, yeah, I think that's, yeah, you try something once and you're like, oh, that didn't work. And then you just go down the line yeah. and then not giving yeah. anything a real fair shot. So, yeah, I tried that for two weeks and it didn't work. So I'm moving on to this next shiny object. Yep. <laughs> so, but yeah, there's so many, so many agents that I've talked to that go to more of a focus on the sphere and the past clients and have a lot of success. Um, just focusing, I mean, all these people that already know, like, and trust you to focus your time and efforts on those folks and making sure they're really happy is a really smart move. So I love that. Yeah. So what, oh, what I was going to say, what else have you uh, learned over the course of your first few months here, what other words of wisdom could you share? Um, well, that there definitely, you kind of do have to work your sphere a little bit, at least, um, let people know where you are, um, mm -hmm. because they're not, they're not necessarily just following you all over the place. Um, so with the big change, you know, I definitely, it's take, it's reaching out and, different ways to make sure that, you know, people know where to find you. I had a client reach me. He's like, ah, oh. he's like, I searched for like two weeks to find your card. Um, <laughs> but he found it and he found my email address and emailed me about selling his house in the spring. So, um, but yeah, but if he wasn't that diligent, um, he may not have found it. So it's just following up and staying with people even you know there's a difference yeah. between hounding and letting people know where you are um totally so yeah, yeah. i always like contacting people for a reason because if you're giving value when you contact people and that you know they, they want you to contact them if every time you call you're you have something important to share or something of value that you're giving them um and you did a great job on the transaction there's no reason to not be in touch Absolutely. Or even just letting people know that you, that you remember them. You know, I was driving mm -hmm. past a neighborhood that I'm not in very often, but I had clients that sold in there and was just like, hey, I was just in your neighborhood. You know, how how's everything going? They bought new construction way far away. And it's just like, mm -hmm. and they're like, oh my gosh, it's so great. We should go get drinks and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just letting people know that you're thinking about them and that you remember them. I think sometimes totally. people think like, oh yeah, they're not even going to remember me. And I'm like, of course I remember you. Um, yeah. But yeah. just making that little effort um, goes a long way. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, you know, having a good portion of the phone call be, be frogging, if, if you know what I mean, friend or uh, family, recreation, occupation, goals, and talking about all those things because people love talking about themselves so yes. <laughs> that's their favorite topic <laughs> absolutely they know the most about it right <laughs> exactly they're experts on that so well awesome well i can see monica that you're going to be incredibly successful with highline real estate and just really appreciate your insights it's really awesome to hear from someone that just started on a venture like this and what you've learned and i think that people listening to this can get a lot from this so thank you for being a guest you're very welcome. Um, yeah. It was fun. yeah. Awesome. Um, and uh, I just wanted to remind you to share this with your uh, 
your friends in the business and also consider leaving us a five-star review if you enjoyed the podcast. And once again, my name is RJ Baxter. I'm with Intercap Lending. And I believe in my philosophy in the business is to give back to the agents that I work with. So give me a call if you'd like to talk about that. And thanks again, Monica, for being a guest. Really appreciate it. Very welcome. All right. You guys all have a great day.